Good evening and welcome to The Widdershins Yarn. My name is Stevie. I'm Lilius. And we'll be your guides as we wander off the beaten track and into the queer, crooked corners of the mind. This podcast is an exploration into the folklore, aesthetics and social-psychological impact of the horror genre. And tonight, we're talking again about witches. Yay! Part, <laughs> <laughs> Part two. Intro Yay. music. <laughs> intro music. Intro music. Intro music. Intro music. Intro music. I sounded drunk on that, like, <laughs> introduction. I haven't even had coffee yet. Jesus Christ, Stevie, you're starting early. I know, sorry. Goodness gracious, how are you this fine evening, Lilies? <laughs> evening. We record these in the morning. Okay, they come out in the evening. Fair enough. This evening. This e- uh. <laughs> Not had enough coffee yet, because it's the morning. <laughs> There goes my attempt at creating some kind of horror mystique. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very good at mystique. No. I'd like to be mysterious and and uh, enigmatic. And I'm just not. <laughs> at the moment we are, like, curled up in our respective recording spaces, nursing cups of coffee, attempting to feel alive... Because it's been I have a... my fluffy blanket around me as well, so I can pretend that I'm still in bed. Because I slept in this morning, so... And to be fair, so did I. And I also am covered <laughs> in a blanket to Yay. warm my old bones. Because I'm starting to feel it now, now that I'm 30. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very that. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, it's, it's, it's that wonderful time of the year... It's uh, it's cold, it's spooky. <laughs> the time of seasonal affective disorder. <laughs> the time of sad lamps and stories <laughs> about the occult. And that's what we're going to do today. <laughs> we are going to talk Yay. about witches once more. Um, last episode, um, we started off this conversation about witches. Uh, obviously, we featured the work of Tony Sosa, um, Summerland, the Gospel of Noah. So, if you haven't checked out that episode, please, please check it out, and please check out Tony's book, all that jazz. And um, to be honest, because I'm so passionate about witches as a topic, I thought we could just continue today. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we're going to talk about um, some famous witches in witch history and witch lore. So, yeah. So, How um, many do we have? How many we're we talking about today? Uh, we're going to talk about four. Four famous four. witches. Okay, um, so this is our top four famous witches. It is our top four famous. Like, the, the top hits of witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> the smash hits of witchcraft. Um, cool. But actually, before like I kind of we move on to speaking about these kind of these figures, these historical figures, I was wondering, Lilius, are there any witches in either fact or fiction which really stick out in your mind? Uh, that one witch called Lilius. <laughs> your namesake. Just, yeah, I can't remember anything about her. I think her head's buried on a beach somewhere, or her head was buried on a beach somewhere, and then they dug it up, and it's now somewhere. I don't know, but. 
Yeah, there was a witch called Lily. She was one of the last witches to be killed in the Scottish Witch Trials. Um, hmm. That's where my knowledge of that ends. Because <laughs> I just went, oh, cool, she got my name. I wonder why, like, I wonder why the folklore is kind of based around her head. Is it? Is it because they chopped her head off? I think because... she was. I think she was beheaded. Yeah, and her head was buried, like um... near the water. I imagine that the the tideline has changed a lot since then, so it was less on the beach than it was when they found it. But yeah. I wonder if that's like connecting to like vampire lore in that you know you cut the head off and then that way, like they can't become creepy well I mean, vampires seeing as this is your top four favorite witches should, yes. should we do my top four favorite witches y- yes i'd love to find a top four favorite witches but <laughs> yeah, well this but... is there so that's one i got three to find one <laughs> yeah. i think there's probably a little bit of overlap with mine and yours but and i think as well like if, if we're talking about famous witches i think we can also cover you know witches in like say for example novels films because i mean there's yeah, there's yeah. tons of you know fantastic witches like you know for me growing up the grand high witch in the witches film the original film was fucking terrifying um and i think oh my god what's her name who's the actress who plays her angelica houston angelica houston um was just the most amazingly fabulously terrifying witch with like we have such different approaches to childhood. I like how yours was like, the terrifying high witch in that Maldal thing. Mine is that Mildred Hubble. <laughs> From the Worst Witch series. But are we talking about the books or are we talking about the TV oh my God, series? The books. Though, to be, to be technically correct, the audiobooks, because my brother was dyslexic, so my mum bought loads of audiobooks, and being the younger sibling, it was my duty to steal them all. Uh, <laughs> so, Worst Witch, uh, I think I heard most of them as audiobooks, but there's totally a few that I didn't, because my eldest is into them now, and he is devouring them, and there is definitely more Worst Witch than I thought there was. And now we're also watching the TV show together, which is awesome. Oh, that's really cute. Like, are you watching, is it the original TV show, or is, or is there, like, a re- like, like an adaption, like... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Does one look like it came out in the 90s? <laughs> I can't remember the 90s. Um, so... I was there. I remember well... Pokemon. Uh... I mean, who doesn't remember Pokemon? There is huge chunks of my life I have literally no memory of, and... That's probably one. I remember like listening to the Worst Witch audiobooks. I can't remember a TV show, but my friend has told me that there is a TV show. Mm-hmm. Sarah was my best friend in primary school, and she was like, "Yeah, there was a TV show. You used to watch it." It's like, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the TV the TV show used to be excellent. Like the uh, um, words, <laughs> the woman that played uh, Mrs. Hardbroom or Miss Hardbroom was like again terrifying why do i gravitate to all the terrifying witches that's really that says a lot about my personality i think doesn't it yeah (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. interestingly (laughs) enough though i have heard that the new witches film has been absolutely panned really yeah like absolutely Mm -hmm. panned and people as well are kind of they're like I think people are now much more critical of the potential kind of anti-Semitic ideas that are coming oh. through the witches. Because apparently we're all dull. 
was a bit of an anti-Semite. Yeah. Apparently, I'm not. I'm not sure. But, you know. I I never heard that, but I mean, it's, it's 2020. It wouldn't surprise me. Do you know what I mean? The amount of things you're like, oh, and they were racist, and they were anti-Semite. And you're like, uh, I mean, okay, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. Shall we? Shall we start with our top, our first witch, famous witch, who's a favorite okay. of mine. Give me your top four witches. Okay, so my first favourite witch is... Well, I mean, she's technically, I guess, more of a spirit than a witch, but she encompasses this idea of witchcraft. Um, and she is Pombagira, Pombagira from um, different forms of Afro-Brazilian cults. So, like, Kimbanda, Umbanda, um, Candomblé, cults like that. Um... So she rules over areas of things like sex, love, loss, heartbreak, vengeance, but she is also very much equated with witchcraft. Um, and she is honoured as a guiding spirit when it comes to <laughs> these <laughs> kinds of areas. Kitty! <laughs> oh, bum in the face. <laughs> Hi, kitty. You're really lovely, but, like, we're recording. And she's like, let she me stop- stay. Oh, my God, she's done something to the recording. <laughs> it's okay. I think she's just made the box tinier by mistake. It's okay. Right, okay. Okay. <laughs> she's moved back to her corner, <laughs> leaving loads of hair behind her. Right, continue. <laughs> so, yeah, so Pombagira as a spirit, she rules over these areas, uh, but she's very, very connected with witchcraft. And is often um, propitiated and called upon by um, practitioners of these kind of syncretic religions to work magic. Uh, she's also known as the devil's mistress and a seducer and destroyer of men. I mean, same. I mean, she's <laughs> your type. <laughs> exactly, yes. Um, what's quite interesting about Pombagira. Uh, is that she's often conflated with historical figures. Um, I guess kind of connecting this idea that kind of within these cults, there's this idea of like ancestor veneration and all that kind of stuff. So for example, there's a figure called Maria Padilla, who was the mistress and later wife of Don Pedro I of Castile. Um, and Maria Padilla was really not liked by the, uh, the royal court of the time because she had a lot of influence over uh, the king, essentially. And well, um, we can't have a woman with influence or power. No, exactly. You can't. Burn her, witch. Well, she has opinions. <laughs> <laughs> Kill her. Um, and she reputedly was involved in poisoning his legitimate wife, so his first wife. Although that is not, I mean, again, that's propaganda kind of against her, but she was apparently this figure that was very, very well versed in, like, magic, in witchcraft, in poisons. That's um, interesting that there's a parallel to what we were talking about last week with Anne Boleyn. Yes. Well, like, it, well, it is, isn't Mistress it? Mistress you know? that, that the people don't like, therefore witch. <laughs> yeah, totally. She's, you know, a woman who has influence over a powerful man who is potentially involved in his decisions in court so therefore she evil and she's a witch 
Um, unfortunately, oh, well, yeah, exactly. Um, I think apparently after his first wife died, he did actually end up marrying Maria. Um, but she died of the plague in 1361. But upon her death, um, she kind of ended up getting abs like, absorbed into the Legion of Spirits, which kind of encompassed Bombardiera. Um, Bombardiera is a powerful spirit because she will, you know, according to these religions and their beliefs, because she was once human, she understands and she empathizes with human needs and desires, and that's something which kind of separates her from, say, your more traditional, like, Catholic saints, who, because they are so holy, they are almost mm. separate from, you know, the actual struggles of ordinary people, whereas spirits like Pombajira, because she was a naughty girl, <laughs> she understands. Relatable. Yeah, because she's a bad girl, or something. <laughs> but yeah, um, she... bad bitch. Really. Yeah, basically. You know, and she's she's invoked as like a patron of the marginalized, the oppressed, the poor, all that kind of stuff. And also, apparently, she is invoked as a patron of queer people, which I thought was quite interesting. Oh. So, effeminate gay men and trans women within these communities often have her as a patron because she is seen to be a um, bad bitch. Yeah, and also <laughs> to like embrace their femininity, you know, and and, and like embrace it and love it. And, not and I guess it. it's that power of the outcast as well, again. Yeah, definitely. She's all like, Wah! fuck the patriarchy. We love it. <laughs> we love it. So yeah, um, that's Pombajira. I would say, you know, she's a fantastic witch woman. She embraces the idea of sovereignty and power and personal agency. And I love her. So she gets a solid <laughs> 10 from me. <laughs> <laughs> so my next favorite and top witch in my top four is the infamous Baba Yaga. I love Baba Yaga. I fucking love Baba Yaga. Um, she is amazing. She is the ferocious mother witch of Slavic folklore. Um, and she is so pertinent, I think, to Slavic culture. Like, she is the ultimate kind of boogeyman figure in Slavic folklore, to the point where in John Wick, the film... <laughs> Have you ever seen John Wick? <laughs> no. They call John Wick Baba Yaga. <laughs> <laughs> but, but they translate it as boogeyman, and I'm like, Baba Yaga it doesn't translate as boogeyman. She is a boogeyman figure, but she's not the boogeyman. Because her name translates as, like, Wicked Old Woman or Wicked Grandmother. So I always have, like, a little laugh to myself when I watch John Wick. <laughs> and they're like, yes, John Wick, the old woman. <laughs> and I'm like, ah! Oh, bless. That's but, um, lovely. It is. I came across Baba Yaga as a kid in a book called, uh, I think it's called like The Wise Doll or something like that. I'll have to check around to see if I've still got it. It's the yeah. sort of book I'd hang on to, but I think I maybe gave it to um, a lady I know who's a storyteller because it was just one of those stories that hit me as a kid. Um, and it's about, uh, I think... I can't remember if she was captured or if she was, like, just there. I'm not sure, but there's three other sisters mm -hmm. and they're all kind of evil and witchy and then there's Baba Yaga as, like, the head. Yeah. Head evil witchy. Um, 
Everybody the three sisters are nice. I can't remember. But basically this girl ends up going on a killing spree because a small doll told her and then runs away. And I'm like, damn right. <laughs> this is my kind of story. And I'm like, damn right. I love how earlier you were like, Stephen, you're such the dark witch. You know, you really love like the Grand High Witch. I like Mildred Hubble. And then you're like, yeah, damn right. Doll told the girl to kill people. Woohoo. It's only just like dawned on me now that that's basically the concept of a horror <laughs> a little girl she gets told to kill everybody by a small doll <laughs> and it's great 10 out of 10 <laughs> it's great 10 out of 10 love it oh it's i can't funny. actually remember if that was even the plot i think there's a um i think like she, she gets set tasks by baba yaga that are like impossible tasks kind of thing and the doll does them for her while she's asleep so yes. i mean white privilege but uh <laughs> And I kept a teeny tiny slave. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and then, in um, traditional white person thing, she went and killed everybody and ran away. Uh... <laughs> Colonialism. <laughs> the musical. <laughs> or if it's Russian, the ballet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just, I loved Baba Yaga's house on the chicken legs and mm-hmm. just the the general kind of depiction of her. Was really yeah, cool. she's and amazing. I think you can see the 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 kind of influence of her in things like Studio Ghibli films. Um, I think yes. there's a lot of influence from like Slavic folk tales and stuff within there, especially in like Spirited Away with mm-hmm. the witch. Who's is the witch? Not called Baba. I might. I think the witch might be called Baba in Spirit of the Way. I literally watched it like yesterday. <laughs> I can't remember what she's called. Oh, Kitty again. Kitty <laughs> cameo. Um, <laughs> but um, yes, very lovely. But we cannot be here just now. So yeah, in terms of like Baba Yaga's kind of appearance, she's often depicted as this like spindly, hideous old hag. <gasps> Um, Yubaba, that's her name. Her name's Yubaba. It is Yubaba. Sorry, continue. <laughs> which is which is obviously yeah. like a link to Baba Yaga, definitely. Um, and you can because like you know how Yubaba has like that really long nose. Like uh-huh. again, I didn't realize that was a feature of Baba Yaga, but she has this really like long nose. And something I didn't also realize in that in folklore, she has iron teeth, which really? she yeah, which she uses to like eat children. I was like, oh. Probably. But iron I teeth. got that vibe. Well, you know. <laughs> um, she, you know, she flies through the air on like, like sat in like an enchanted mortar, and she's like, she like, um, uses a pestle to like direct her through the air. I'm doing the motion. You can't see it, but that's what I'm doing. Um, oh, I really want to draw that though. I want to draw Baba Yaga so so much. You really so should. I think I, I think your style could really do Baba Yaga justice, to be honest. So I still need to finish Lilith. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one day, <laughs> one day. I will, um, I will. And yeah, like as you said, Baba Yaga kind of. Actually, no, I'm going to let you describe. Tell us about Baba Yaga's house. Oh, it's like a. It's a. From the pictures I've seen, anyway, the way it's depicted in the illustrations, it's like this fabulous rickety cottage, like proper fairy tale evil cottage thing. Love that cottage core aesthetic. I'm there for it, but dark, and uh, it runs around on chicken legs. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm fully for that. 
it's amazing. It's, again, Howl's Moving Castle. Like as soon as I saw the images for Howl's Moving Castle, I was like, ah, Baba Yaga. <laughs> I never even thought of that. That is so true. Oh my god, yes, so <laughs> fucking true. Um, yeah, and like. What I like about Baba Yaga is that in folklore, like, she's quite an ambiguous figure. Like, in some ways, she's a villain. In some ways, she's actually, like, a helper. It's really weird. Because um, she she is known to both kind of help or hinder the kind of the hero of the story. And um, some believe that Baba Yaga is actually, like, a mask of the Slavic folk goddess Makash, who is the goddess of the earth. And um, she kind of has this role of, like, a divine initiator for, like, young men and women in that she puts them through, like, a terrifying challenge, but by going through that challenge, she essentially helps them grow and become, like, adults and all that kind of stuff. So there's this weird kind of initiatory aspect to Baba Yaga. But I just love her. She's a bad case... bitch. She's a bad in case I can't, like, sort out my audio from my cat, I'm just going to apologise now for the scratching noises in the background. She's inside one of the boxes on my shelf, and she's having a whale of a time, and I'm not going to stop her, because she's a cat and I can't stop her. <laughs> well, she's also vicious as fuck, I love her. <laughs> well, <laughs> exactly. Um, I think it fits for the witch episode, to be honest, to have a cat like... <laughs> to have a cat just <laughs> wrecking things in the background. <laughs> she knows what she's doing. Cool. Well, yeah, that's Baba Yaga, who is awesome. Baba. And I love Baba Yaga. Um, my next famous witch is maybe not a figure that I love, because he's more creepy and terrifying. But I think his story is really, really interesting. Um, and this figure is Gilda Ray. Have you heard anything about Gilda Ray before? I don't think so. So Gilda Ray was a really wealthy French baron who lived in the 15th century. And um, he was known as being a really, really powerful military commander. Like he was a really well-respected military commander. So much so that he was actually Joan of Arc's bodyguard. That's fascinating. Yeah. So he was chosen to be Joan of Arc's bodyguard um, during the English dispute for the French... The French throne. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> um, so he went, to, he went to war with Joan of Arc, essentially. Um, cool. And after that kind of turbulent period of history, um, he kind of went back to like his lavish lifestyle. And he was known for having like a really, really ridiculously lavish lifestyle, like massive parties, hiring hundreds of servants. Um, so much so that he actually eventually found himself in debt, like really, really severely in debt. Um, and did what all people do when, you know, they find themselves severely in debt. He turned to black magic. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently turned Relatable. to black magic. <laughs> You know, he's like, fuck, I can't pay my bills. Get me the goat. <laughs> let's, let's sacrifice the <laughs> goat. Um, but he became really infamous for all these apparent experiments that he carried out 
um, alchemical experiments, um, and people in France generally became quite fearful of him. Again, this is the folklore surrounding him, whether or not it's actually true, mm. who knows. But um, unfortunately, he's most famous for his involvement in the apparent abduction and murder of children for his oh evil God. satanic rites. Yeah. Um, and in September, I mean, when Baba Yaga does it, it's cool. When when a guy does it, no. <laughs> well, probably because Baba Yaga is folklore and stories, and there's the possibility of truth in a historical figure. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like Gilda Ray is known as one of like the first documented serial killers, um, and the I, I'm not really going to discuss it on the podcast because I don't think it's appropriate. But like the stuff that he he did was apparently horrific. Um, but in September of 1440, he was arrested and he was found guilty of the murder of over 140 children. Oh, my God. Um, and he was executed on October 26th of Yay! the same year. However, there's a bit of an issue with Gilderay because there was some speculation as to whether or not he was actually guilty of the crimes he was accused of. Um, mm. Because some believe it was a political move to kind of essentially smear his name and confiscate his lands by the church. And, I mean, the Catholic Church... That's not the most far-fetched theory in the world. <laughs> well, I mean, you look at what the Catholic Church did to, like, the Templars, you know, because mm. they obviously claimed they were performing satanic rites, but the Templars were incredibly wealthy, and so by confiscating their lands they accumulated a lot of wealth so i don't know there there is some speculation as to whether or not gilderay was actually guilty and he um he basically defended himself and said he was innocent right up until the end he was unfortunately tortured to kind of get a confession but he did recount recount that and say that he was innocent so whether or not it's true but apparently staff of his um did witness him committing these like horrific atrocities so but then how much were the staff paid and to say that and exactly that kind of stuff yeah it is speculation okay, so it's yeah it's um but it's he is kind of folklore in itself now isn't it he is known as one of the kind of darkest figures in kind of like witch folklore and black magic and as i said he um he also is considered to be one of the world's first documented serial killers but there is speculation about Gilderay so but that's history for you (laughs) (laughs) wait when was Lady Bathory this is a side note we can cut this out but when was Lady Bathory Elizabeth Bathory Uh, I'm not sure I want I would love to cover her though for like a vampires Mm. episode because she's amazing she's interesting she's really hold on I'm very quickly gonna check because it's uh, 1614 she died. Okay, so... so the, is that the same time? Wait, what, what did you say? 14... He was, yeah, 1440. Cool, so he was before her then. Yeah. It was just in case a man was <laughs> claiming the space of a woman again. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> just forget the female serial killers. God. She's like, excuse They worked me. hard. They deserved their spot. Well, that's yeah. She's like, excuse me, but um, I was here before you, so um, let's. let's you I know. was killing children long before this guy, <laughs> oh. but we only remember the men. I know what the fuck patriarchy. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Back to podcast. Back to podcast. Um, so yeah, my final favorite in my top four, um, 
he was a bit of a tragic figure, actually, and I'm like, oh. But um, it's Mother Shipton. Have you heard of Mother Shipton before? It rings a bell, but... So again, I could have studied her for years and have no memory of it, so... <laughs> so, <laughs> so Mother Shipton, again, there's some speculation as to whether or not she actually existed, but she was a famous English seer that lived in the 16th century. Um, and she was believed to have been born <laughs> from a union between her mother and the devil. Um, and the, and the, <laughs> the reason why this was the case is because apparently she was really ugly. And oh, people, baby! Right? So because she was really ugly, apparently she must have been formed from some unnatural union. And you're like, wow, that's nice. Um... So much so that she was affectionately nicknamed Hagface by those who knew her. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, considering the levels of inbreeding at the time, like <laughs> someone born looking a bit off wasn't that far fetched. I just think that's just really saying. cruel, like really, really cruel. And again, yeah. it, kind of, it reminds me of um, what we talked about last week, and that anyone who had any kind of difference attached to them, mm-hmm. which burned them. Yeah. But um, her incredibly ugly, apparent ugliness aside, because I hate that, um, she was hailed as being a really a gifted psychic, and she was actually proclaimed as the English equivalent to Nostradamus, which is quite interesting. Um, you know who Nostradamus is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Vaguely. <laughs> um, no, no, I do, I do. But she predicted all that. She apparently predicted all these really famous events. Like apparently, she predicted the Great Fire of London. Um, she predicted like the onset of like technology, like the car. Um, she didn't foresee the apocalypse of twenty twenty, but we can forgive her for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, yeah, so she was really well known for being this amazing seer. Um, she died a relatively peaceful death in the fact that she wasn't, like, hung or burned at the stake or strangled. but um, I mean, winning, to be honest, for anybody slightly different at the time. But thing is, really sad, though, she was apparently buried on the outskirts of York, where she lived, in, like, an unmarked grave and unhallowed oh. ground, because she oh. was a witch, so therefore she wasn't allowed a proper um, religious burial. So, according to folk belief of the time, that meant she went she went to hell, <laughs> because like if she wasn't buried in holy ground, then she was she didn't have a consecrated death, and so therefore she went to hell. And you're like, wow, damn, people are dicks, aren't they? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she's my fave. Like, I've got a lot of time for Mother Shipton. I'm just imagining this poor woman who's just like totally belittled and attacked, but she's like. Mega seer. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, whether you believe she was psychic or not, it sounds like she was really smart. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. A, she survived. <laughs> I mean, up until she died. But. <laughs> so I wanted to. Um, but also, you know, predicting this stuff uh, from my point of view might not necessarily have been psychic ability but could have just been intelligence they're gonna have a better thing an than intelligent horses. woman <laughs> no, but... barrier on holy ground she must be going to hell but but that's the thing though isn't it it's almost like 
I'm going to predict that we're going to have a better thing than horses one day. (laughs) (laughs) Which! (laughs) I'm going to predict that you guys are all assholes in the future, just saying. (laughs) Yep, totally. But, um, I, like, uh, for, like, for this episode, it was really fun actually researching all these figures. Um, and interesting seeing, like, the kind of, the diversity of figures that come through under this banner of witches and witchcraft Mm -hmm. so um yeah that's just a little taste of some witch history which i hope everybody has enjoyed (laughs) it was fun i enjoyed me too i'm slightly garbled but that's fine (laughs) (laughs) what are we doing next time in two weeks Hi, it's Editing Lil here. Just really quickly to say that we totally got our dates wrong. It is not in two weeks. It's in, we're going to say two weeks quite a lot. It is not two weeks. It is next week. Next week, Boxing Day, 26th of December. That's the Krampus episode. Okay, right. Editing me. I love you. Bye. In two weeks' time, um, we're going to have our next episode of The Grimoire Club. Ooh. So um, we're looking what? at the book... Krampus the Yule Lord by uh, the artist and author Brom. Um, Brom's artwork in and of itself is amazing. Um, So you really should check his artwork out. But um, Brom has done some really interesting adaptions of um, stuff like Peter Pan. His adaption of Peter Pan is really fucking dark um, and awesome. I love it. Um, so yeah, I thought for the Christmas season we could look at Krampus because who doesn't want to look at Krampus at Christmas? Don't so me. yeah, we're going to look at um, the book by Brom. We're going to talk about some of the weird European Christmas traditions um, like Krampus for example um, but also weird traditions around various folk saints and stuff that happens at this time of year. Spooky. Cool. And it's also, spooky we're gonna, season. It is spooky season again. And uh, yeah, we're also going to talk about the Krampus Christmas horror film because I fucking love that film. It's so <laughs> I good. haven't seen it. I might, I might summon up the courage to watch it before we record that. So. I mean, it's more comedy horror, so it is good. Oh, but okay. um, it's on Netflix. You should watch it. It's really, really I good. I fucking love Krampus. But yeah, um, yeah. Tune in next time to hear us babble on about the magic of the occult and horror and yeah we will see you next week no two weeks time (laughs) oh yeah find us on instagram at the widdershins yarn is it the widdershins yarn yes cool (laughs) i don't want to give away the wrong thing everything will be linked below uh in the description indeed and um and actually just for interest maybe comment your favorite witch from history or from pop culture. Yes, please do. And also Give as well. To research. <laughs> yeah, like if you would like to comment on like your favourite witch, but also if you know of any weird, spooky Christmas traditions as well, I would Ooh, love cool. to hear them. Um, especially awesome. if they're connected to figures like Krampus and stuff like that. So please, yeah, let us know. <laughs> right. um, goodbye. <laughs> love yous, bye.
Kitty, you're Just beautiful. You look like Linda Evangelista. Your yeah. smile is gorgeous. Did you stone those tights? Oh my... I mean, Kitty, you're just so wonderful. I mean, you could come out there in a diaper and everyone would just love you. Hello. <laughs> Are you singing songs again? 